headaches, light sensitivity, sound sensitivity, dizziness, confusion, mood swings, even suicidal thoughts. These are just some of the issues I've suffered as a concussion survivor. In desperation, I've searched how to get my life back. I'm now moving forward, and I invite you to journey with me into deeper understanding of how to restore hope and renew life for all concussion survivors, even the tiniest of them, and those who love them. I'm Cindy Subizis, a multi-concussion survivor and national speaker speaking out on the dangers of concussion and what we need to do to protect all of us, especially the youngest amongst us. I promise life can get good again. And now for our show. I am beyond excited to welcome our guest today, Nick Mercer, and you will see why in just a few seconds. In 2003, Nick Mercer had been working on his Master's of Public Administration at the University of Victoria in British Columbia. He had played water polo for nine years previously and decided to start triathlons. It was the perfect fit. Then, on a smoky day, due to a local fire, he was on a bike ride with several friends when he swerved to avoid an oncoming rider. He crashed into a tree, shattered his helmet, which resulted in a two-week coma with a traumatic brain injury. He is a hero to me because he had to learn to walk again, had two years of rehabilitation to learn again how to speak coherently and to live with constant double vision. Yet, none of that would stop him from completing his master's. Two years after that horrific crash, he returned to the university and completed his degree. He then worked for the provincial government of Newfoundland and Labrador and St. John's. In Ottawa, he worked for Export Development Canada, which is more or less Canada's export credit agency. On top of all of this, he has battled cancer and overcome more than most people in a lifetime. His work in spreading the word about resilience through his podcast, Concussion Talk, his book, Detour, and through his public speaking inspires many, especially me. Welcome, Nick Mercer, to our program. How are you today? Great. Thanks. Thanks a lot. That was a great introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's uh, you wonderful know, to have you with us. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, you know, you. as a people, we never like struggles. They're just too hard. And yet, sometimes out of struggle shines brilliance. What has been one of the toughest parts of your journey? Uh, well, I guess the toughest part must be that just reconciling that the new me and the old me, that was, that really took that. I mean, the toughest part, also the longest part, it took forever to, for me to realize that actually I can't, I'm not going to be able to do what I used to do. And I can't play I'm not going to play in water below. I'm not going to be doing triathlon. I'm not going to be doing my PhD as quickly as I'd like or at all now. But, uh, but yeah, it was, that was the toughest part was reconciling that that there is a new me, that even though I still have the same friends and family, there was a new – I knew I lived a new – kind of a new life that I wasn't I wasn't on the same track as I was before. And what I had as such a – I had a, uh, not, I'll say a really strong focus, but I did have, I knew where I wanted to go and, uh, and didn't know that that track was, was disrupted. 
and uh, and that there's a totally new path that is those on those tough to really get around, get my head around, and and realize that okay, there's an like a new I'm in a new situation now. Wow, I like how you couch that as kind of almost capitalized, but the new me. There's yeah. there's a freshness to that, but yes, what a difficult place that I think so many could could resonate with that. So what helped you during the darkest times? Well, that must have been my family and, of course, my friends, too. And the new and old, I, I did make some new, really good friends from after my injury. And I just I met someone who helped me a lot from my my years with months in rehab. And uh, I just, uh, not in rehab, and, and I didn't meet the friends in the actual rehab building itself, but in the outside, they're helping me. And they became really good and close friends, and they were strength. But and my family, of course, the major strength: my mother and father and my sister, and uh, and just knowing that they're always there, were there, and and I could always just kind of let's say fall back. I knew that if anything goes bad or if I'm not having a good day, then that they're there. They they're so supportive to just be the you note know, and be there, and then and know that I'm I'm still having. A, really tough time getting around and walking and, and being awake, not really being awake, but mm-hmm. not being so tired. Just knowing that they were there to help me. Uh, if I felt upset for any reason at all, I could just easily talk to them and they were just willing to listen and just, just be an arm or anything, just for hard to listen to me at all. So mm-hmm. it was great. Mm-hmm. You've raised a really important point, I think, for those who are – on the outside looking in, their loved one now has experienced this trauma and it's not going to end within 72 hours. And yeah. so I think sometimes the caretakers wonder perhaps if they're making a difference. And your words, I think, have brought a lot of inspiration to those who may be listening who have a loved one struggling in this kind of serious way. And yes, for every listener out there who is seeking to support a friend or a family member, do you hear the impact that you can have in the lives of your loved ones? So I, I thank you all caretakers, but Nick, especially for your words in this, because during your darkest times, look at this, it's family and friends that helped sustain you. So I have a, a, a question. What is a tool or a skill set that during all of these things that you've experienced that helped you build resiliency or empowerment that could help other trauma survivors or maybe their loved ones listening? Well, I'm not sure if, if patience, if patience is a skill or a tool, but mm-hmm. patience and, uh, well, basically I got patience through, unfortunately it's through time. I, to, like, I mean, I went through, like I think I've mentioned before, I went through those dark times and the toughest part of my journey was actually reconciling that I was a new person. There was a new, I was in a new situation. And of that, that was a long time, but it also, in the end, it helped helped me to be happy with where I am and who I am and just have confidence. And of course, the only reason I have confidence is my family and friends were always there for me. And and that I do, Mm -hmm. I'm lying in bed or when I was having those tough times, I was lying in bed thinking about stuff and that probably wasn't as, in those times, it wasn't actually good. I didn't think by the way, it, way that was helpful, helpful to me, but in a few years later, it became better, more of a, okay, well, this is all, I think of more about 
doing doing all of this for me and not for even my family my family and friends were so so very supportive of me I wasn't doing it for them because I was doing it for me and just that's that's a I know people I know and I'm I'm single now so I don't have kids or a wife or mm-hmm. a friend to people say do it for but like so for me is it was just that to, to recover and to to know to get better for for you and that's like like just do this this is all if I do it for someone else I don't I don't gain that confidence in that because they mm-hmm. do it for someone else and they and they are not there anymore for whatever reason then I'm tired to say okay well, mom why am I doing this now but mm-hmm. if you do it for yourself. I mean, you'll always be there for you, for you, for you. And as you're sharing those things, I'm smiling because yeah. I can hear such wisdom. First of all, the patience you had mentioned patience, and it's true yeah. because when you're first suffering that brain injury, you do want to keep everything quiet. I mean, even thinking for someone with a concussion is is you know something that you're going to need to wait to do. But as you're recovering, so through that recovery process, the patience that's required to do that but the second thing that you mentioned was self-care yeah how profound that is to recognize that your recovery yes it can be valuable to be focusing on that recovery for your loved ones because they want to see you better but you will sustain recovery better if you're doing it out of respect for yourself i loved that that is the time that we have for this part of our interview with Nick. I am so thankful for his time. In the next part, he shares with us how he overcame the darkness and gives us some additional tips on how to have tragedy become strengths for us. Make sure that you check out Nick Mercer. You can find him at www.concussiontalk.com He's also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Concussion Talk, and he has a podcast called Concussion Talk. He turned all of these experiences into a book called Detour, and I recommend that you look into Nick Mercer until we hear from him the next time. Finally, if you have enjoyed today's episode, will you please subscribe, rate, and write a review? It would mean the world to me because that way you'll get every episode and you'll help others find the show who need it. For each of you listening, please remember, you matter. We need you with us. Reach out for help as you need it and say to yourself always, there is hope. Until the next episode, Let us all support and help concussion survivors. You are a treasure. See you next time. Thank you for joining me in the podcast, Concussion, There is Hope, where we share tools of information and support for concussion survivors and their loved ones. You can visit me at myuniqueconcussion.com, where you can sign up for the latest news through our supportive email. By doing so, you'll receive a free and important report of what your doctor never told you about concussions. I'd love your help in creating a master movement of support for concussion victims across the world, especially for our youngest ones. Thank you for listening, and God bless.